0: euro 2022 is underway this weekend we see the start of groups c and d with sweden france and the netherlands all in action will we get the first glimpse of the eventual winner i'm kevin hatchard and this is women's euros only bet <laughs> There's football, darts, snooker, you name it. Betfair's tipping Swiss army knife. Abigail Davis is with me once again. Abby, we've got an absolute cracker on our hands on Saturday. Sweden up against the Netherlands in Group C. I'm really excited about this. Dutch are the defending champions. Sweden have been tipped by many, including me. I'll leave you to decide whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. As potential winners, Uh, Netherlands here on the exchange, slight. Underdogs here at two point eight four Sweden, the slight favorites at two point seven, but this is a, a such an exciting game because you've got two really competent, really exciting teams.
1: This is the game that I'm most looking forward to in the group stages without a shadow of a doubt. you know you touched upon it there the reigning champions currently fourth favorites to go all the way and win this title for a second time at eleven to two but Sweden for me come into this tournament as the stronger and more complete outfit um you know Mark Parsons took charge of of the Dutch side after Serena Wiegmann departed and one of the main issues I think he finds himself with that was most certainly evident in their warm-up match against England is that defense and I think you know following Serena must be as tough an act to follow as replacing a chuckle brother you know it's it really is oh
0: irreplaceable irreplaceable. Absolutely.
1: absolutely it's just ludicrous to even think about doing it so well done Mark Parsons for for taking on that challenge but I really do think you know what Serena's done and I think it's worth mentioning her attributes in terms of what she did for the Dutch because I think you know when you are trying to follow that how do you do that and maintain that level of respect that that these players have had for her you know she I think she is the complete package as a head coach and you know she mastered and we're seeing it with England she mastered how to achieve that that perfect balance between being a ruthless manager being success driven but also having the player management skills that that keep that entire squad in harmony and I think having to follow that good luck to you but you know it's it's encouraging the, you know, the fullbacks to push forward more, which is what I think we've seen from Parsons um, you know, in his time in charge. I think, you know, they're they're pushing up higher, um, and that's that has been effective. They do quite often look vulnerable at the back, and I think teams at this tournament are going to exploit that. But the way he gets the fullbacks to push higher up the pitch, that's that's one thing that has been really effective. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Esme Brutz in action I think she's one of the players that for me she operates as a number 10 or out wide and she's a player for me that during this tournament however far the Netherlands go she's one player that it's worth keeping our eye on but yeah I think we mentioned it previously with Sweden that they may not have a star or a standout player as such but it is one of their most impressive attributes that this squad just come together and the majority of these players play their best football for their nation. And I think, you know, it would be incredibly rude of me to not liken that to the Wales squad.
0: Well, of course. Yeah, well, of course.
1: It's, it's, um, it's very, very similar that the, all of the Wales squad. T- do that as well and they save their best for their country because they are so proud to represent and i think we see that with that sweden squad as well and i think i do think they win this match
0: so i haven't even introduced our other guest yet and we've had a mention of the chuckle brothers and we've had abby's uh, usual mention of the welsh squad so we're doing well we're on track uh delighted to say we're once again joined uh, by reporter and presenter Eleanor lee Eleanor, Abby makes a good point about Sweden because it's about the spine of the team, isn't it? I guess you've got, I mean, Hedvig Lindahl's got an absurd number of caps in goal. You've got Caroline Zago, who's made way over 200 caps. You've got that quality in attack. I mean, there are many weaknesses there, are there really?
2: No, I think Abby said it early on. It's this it's this togetherness. It's this complete package that I I get when I think about Sweden. And you know what? It's also their confidence. Um, I really like how they, whatever they come up against, they seem like a really confident together team. And like you said, you've got that experience with some of the players that have been playing for a while and and, and the caps that they've achieved. But then you've also got some of the youth coming through as well. And they've got a really, really great balance. They haven't gone too youthful. They haven't gone too experienced. They found a really, really nice middle mix. And yet there might not be that standout star. You might not look at them and think, oh, where's their Midamar? Where's their Puteas? Or or someone like that. But the talent is throughout the squad. And I think that's such a strength. But it's also such such a difficult aspect to find when you're bringing players together to play for a national team. The fact that, as Abby said, they play some of their best football when playing for Sweden, I think that's such a testament because a lot of the time you do look at players and you think perhaps they might play some of their better football for their club. They're together longer with their club. They have more time to mould. But the fact that this Swedish team can come together and really perform, I think it's I think it's silly that not not more people are talking about them going the whole way and really disrupting this tournament.
0: Ellen Eleanor just mentioned Vivian Miedemar. Uh, she's evens to either score or assist, which struck me as quite a good price, to be honest. When you bear in mind she is one of the stars, potentially, of this tournament. She's the one, when you think of the Netherlands, she's the first one you think of, isn't she?
1: Oh, most definitely. She is their standout star, isn't she? And I've actually got money on her to score. So that's, <laughs> well, that's that always probably... a good sign. It's not with me. It probably means that she won't even get a shot on target, so it's not good news. (laughs) Don't say that. You're tipping
0: things throughout the tournament for (laughs) us. No, everything Abby says is spot on. Don't listen to her. No, it's just
1: when I have money on it myself. That's where it goes wrong. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, But yeah, no, I I think she's a standout star, and I've I've been looking at the different markets for her, you know, to be top goal scorer, and I just think it's such a good price for what she brings to this Netherlands side. Um, she, yeah, I think she takes care of that aspect, but I think it is the other end of the pitch where the Netherlands are really going to struggle because they have got youth in that back line and with it, we have seen there are vulnerabilities. And I think they are going to be exploited, not just by this Swedish side, but you know, you know, look you look at the other teams in that they are, I do think... The Netherlands, they get out of the group, but I, I I don't see them getting anywhere near defending this title.
0: If you do fancy Sweden in this game, you could use the Sportsbook's bet builder to combine maybe over one and a half goals in the match and Sweden draw double chance at 1.96. So basically if Sweden avoid defeat and there are two games or more, Uh, two goals or more in the game then you have a winner uh, close to evens. You can check out the Betfair boost, by the way, where you can boost the odds on our already boosted Euro selections each day of the tournament with the tokens in your bet slip. T's and C's are in the description. 18 plus, see org. The other game in Group C, not quite so glamorous, Portugal against Switzerland. Eleanor, these are the two clear outsiders Mm -hmm. in this group. And as such... They've got to win, haven't they? They can't be just playing out a one-all draw. Got to win if they've got any chance of causing an upset.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got to. They've really got to kind of make a stand if if they want to be able to go, to go further in this competition. Because either of them come up against. Sweden I think they're really going to struggle and and the Netherlands as well but you know what I'm really really excited to to see Portugal um I think it's obviously I know that the circumstances them coming into the tournament late and and being able to take that place but what an opportunity I mean it's just got to be something that they grab with both hands and they say we are lucky to be here um because let's not beat around the bush they are um really really odd circumstances that we, we perhaps have never seen before where, where a team has been able to come in so late. But what an opportunity for them. They could really, really, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not tipping them for greatness with all due respect to Portugal, but we haven't seen much of them. We don't know much about them, but what an opportunity this is to almost come in as complete underdogs and have very little expectation. And they're, they're going to go forward and they're going to do what they can. And this could be something that really, really, Skyrockets women's football in Portugal. This could be yeah. something that really helps get it going. So I think if we're looking at experience and an opportunity for for Portugal, what they've just got to go for it, haven't they? It, what? How exciting for this nation to be able to come in last minute, swoop in, take that spot. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for them. I just think what an opportunity for a nation.
1: Yeah, you know, I think touching on that point that Eleanor made, you know, their manager. Francisco Neto did say, didn't he, in the build up to their opening match, that he would gladly give up the nation's place at the tournament if it meant, you know, world peace and an end to people suffering in, in Ukraine. And of course, you know, these circumstances are incredibly difficult for Portugal. And I think it's great that they've acknowledged that. But also, you know, their rise up the rankings over recent years is such a fantastic source of encouragement for football in Portugal, as Eleanor just touched upon. And I do feel that, you know, having heard a few of their players speak and, and the manager as well, that by using this tournament to aid their development and continue their progression as opposed to focusing on where they finish or, you know, potentially getting out of the group or, you know, how they could challenge for things it could allow them to play with a lot of freedom in addition to, you know, the circumstances that have allowed them to be here. It could allow them to just use this as as a free hit. And and I think they could be exciting to watch. I think uh, Jessica Silva, you know, she's one of the players that stands out in that squad. And she was the first Portuguese player to win the Women's Champions League during the 2019-20 season. You know, she was she wasn't a key figure during her time at leon but having that experience and bringing that experience of being part of a winning squad even though you didn't play the biggest role in it bringing that experience and and you know sharing that with this group of players who maybe haven't experienced such a thing this could be her time to shine. And, you know, she missed Portugal's maiden appearance at the European Championship in 2017. So I'm really pleased to see that she is getting this opportunity on the big stage to to do her thing.
0: Yeah, Eleanor, we've got a really interesting situation here in the sense that, as you say, Portugal have come in late to replace Russia mm-hmm. in the tournament for what are sadly obvious reasons by now. Switzerland, though smashed 7-0 by Germany in a friendly before the tournament there are odds on favorites for this game at 1.8 for listeners who don't know does that make sense to you are Switzerland's uh, a cut above Portugal right now or actually should we be looking at this and thinking well actually Switzerland shouldn't be odds on maybe Portugal can do something
2: no, I, I would agree with Switzerland being odds on. They're my favourites going into this game. Um, no disrespect at all to Portugal. They've just got they've got a bit more experience of winning and and they they're a little bit perhaps more together. They've they've played at this level for a little bit longer than perhaps this Portugal um Portuguese team have, but that doesn't mean that I'm I'm completely writing off Portugal at all. I think they really do have the capabilities to upset here, um, but I would I would just put Switzerland at a cut above. I would I always try and take pre um, season pre season pre tournament matches with a pinch of salt. It, it can be a chance for managers to rotate, chance for managers yeah. to experiment. I think that's that's what they should be used for instead of wanting to get results just so it looks good on paper um it's it's got to be used as the way okay let's find out what works ready for this tournament um but look Portugal they they have nothing to lose I'm really really excited for them they've got to use this as a leverage for improving the state of of women's football in their country and I think they can really really do something special here um it's going to take a lot and I, I still think Switzerland may just come out on top. Um, but look, Portugal have got it in their locker. And, and I think it's something that they can achieve.
0: Let's head to Group D then and a France team. Packed with talent, kicks off on Sunday against Italy. Abby is desperate to talk now, and I'll tell you why Abby is desperate to talk. Because she wants to talk about Corinne Diacre, the coach of France, because she's left out some massive players, and Abby is not convinced about France at all. Abby, the stage is yours.
1: No, I am not. And (laughs) do you know what? France are chaotic, and unless it's your nation, we all love having that one chaotic and oh, could yeah. combust any moment, nation.
0: Love a tournament, a major blow tournament. up. Absolutely.
1: Yes. And, and it's yeah. France
0: so often as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's just, you know, we come to expect it. And like I said, it's kind of like stepping on a plug. It's funny if it's happening to someone else yes. and not you. So, you know, they are five to one to win this tournament. Would I be going anywhere near that? Not even if I found a fiver on the floor. I would sooner (laughs) buy a bag of Doritos or three bags of Doritos that have Lucy Bronze's face on them, thank you very much. I would not be going anywhere near it. The The players that she has left out would walk into the majority of the starting 11s in this tournament. It's ludicrous. And I think how we are not talking about her potentially losing her job Because she's not taken France any further than her predecessors. I I just do not understand how she is still in that position. There is no harmony within that squad. You know, you've even got players who are in this current squad who have spoken out about her and said that, you know, the the World Cup campaign in 2019 was utter chaos under her leadership. And I just think when you have that mentality coming into a major tournament you look at the talent they possess they should be reaching the final but you don't think they're going they're going to be anywhere near that because it is such a hectic and chaotic place to be you know you have Wendy Renard who is one of the best footballers one of the best defenders in the world stripping her of the captaincy of course again ludicrous but she still maintains her spot in the squad and and i think you know she to watch she is one of the best defenders one of the best defensive displays i've ever seen from her and i just think yeah i just think france are just an absolute shambles to be honest and yeah. i think i just i can't see them progressing you know if they play because yes i think they'll come out of the group i think they'll make it out of the group with relative ease mm-hmm. but it will be either Sweden or the Netherlands most likely unless there is a massive upset in the yeah. quarter final. And if it's Sweden, there is no doubt in my mind that Sweden progress. You know, I'm, I'm so confident of that that I will inevitably mean to, to look a fool because I am <laughs> no, so No, but confident. it makes sense.
0: <laughs> For all the reasons we've talked about already about Sweden and if France are a mess, you can have all the individual quality you want and they do have incredible... Mm-hmm individual quality but if you don't have a coach that you trust if you don't have players that play as a unit there's no way you can win a tournament and we've seen that time and time again it's not just in football it's in other sports as well i love that we've learned about abby that if she found a fiver on the floor the first thing she do is buy crisps i can subscribe <laughs> to that because that's exactly what i would do as well um eleanor the french uh, are up against italy first Italy as a football nation have made great strides. Defensively, quite tough to break down. Mm-hmm. And you know, France may well win this, but they might have to do it the hard way.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a tough one for France. We're just 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 touching on France quickly. they the 2019 campaign on home soil for them, that should have been such a and don't get me wrong, it was, but for France as a whole. It should have been it should have been huge. And and for them to to come out and, and for players to touch on how chaotic their setup is and things like that, it's just it's it's baffling. It's baffling that they could have come out of that and then and then looking to to now like three years down the line and, and not much has changed and, and they still feel that, that that chaos is there and that there's no togetherness and they don't really know what's going on with the squad. That's why they're going to struggle against Italy and against anyone else that they come up against. Um, yeah, they're going to really struggle to break Italy down. I think it's it, when you're playing a team like Italy, you do need that togetherness. You need to know who's making that run or who's making that pass and almost be able to read each other, mu- reach each other's mind. Excuse me. Much like Sweden can do, and, and they've got that togetherness and they've got that that impact together. But France are almost like a. a 11 I- individuals coming together and, and not really knowing what's going on because they've openly said that, that they feel a bit confused and, and they're not sure what's going on there. So that's going to be, I think that's going to be another one of those games where we, we sit down and we watch it and we say, OK, this is how France's tournament's going to go. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a real telltale for them.
1: I think, you know, you look at domestic football in France. And it's thriving. But just as we're talking about this, you do start to wonder, you know, for young players who are coming through, that must be incredibly intimidating and off-putting. If you're a young French star and you're potentially going to break into the national team are you even relishing that opportunity given mm. what you know about that setup? Yeah, And it's, it's really upsetting that, you know, you could have the opportunity to, to play in this setup where, you know, you're playing with some of the game's greatest. And I just can't imagine being excited by that opportunity because it's such a terrible setup. And you, d- you kind of start to worry about the future of the French national side because that rotten atmosphere, once that's embedded, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very, very difficult to break out of that. And, you know, I think we're seeing the fact that the manager's been in that position for so long, a number of other nations, she would have been out of that door a lot sooner. So it does, you know... It, it's quite alarming and quite worrying for French football going forward.
0: An unpopular leader clinging to power with chaos all around them where... Have I heard that before? <laughs> uh, wor- worth checking out. Politics only better, by the way, on betting.betfair.com. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti has some very interesting articles, just completely unrelated, of course, but maybe worth checking out. Uh, by the way, you can back France and under three and a half goals on the Sportsbook's bet builder at 2.05. So if you think France will win, but they'll have to really grind it out, then that may well be the way to go. Finally... I thought we'd finish with some glamour. Belgium against Iceland. Uh, The market can't really split them. Belgium 2.6, Iceland 2.78. Eleanor, Belgium played England, in a friendly before the tournament. It gave them some problems in the first half. They were tough to break down, but then England made some tactical changes and managed to break them down.
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to watch this one. It's gonna be again, it's gonna be one of those ones that I can't really call. And um, I think I think both sides are gonna give each other problems. And it's gonna be, I mean, look, they've then got to they've then got the rest of their games in their group. So it's gonna be a really um, a really exciting game to see. I, Iceland have got so much strength. Um, and, and that could that could cause problems for Belgium and and whether they can break that down. I think that's probably something that the Icelandic team bring um that kind of that 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 togetherness that that strength um and whether belgium can get past them is going to be yeah it's going to be a really interesting one i'm i I can't call this one i'm looking forward to watching it
0: abby do we think there'll be goals in this do we think it might be quite tight well how do we think this is going to play out
1: think Belgium have certainly got goals in them, haven't they? And mm. I like that you've I like that you've mentioned this as the glamour one because I'm actually covering this game. <laughs>
2: I'm there we go. Going to glamour I knew all it. around, i I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going to Manchester on Sunday and I can't wait. It's actually my first Euro game. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. But they've certainly got scoring power, haven't they? In their side. Vullart in particular, with her in their ranks, they're they're going to cause problems. Um could they finish second in the group? They are rank outsiders at twelve to one, but I don't think they will. But I wouldn't rule them out, is how I'd put it. But going back to Iceland, I think their most impressive story, as I've of course been you know starting doing my prep for for the game on Sunday, and it's Sarah Gunnastadir, which sorry, I'm Welsh, pronouncing an Icelandic name <laughs>
0: sounded perfect to me. I was oh, convinced. Great. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) but she's of course their most experienced player and absolutely remarkably gave birth in November was back playing in April now I don't know about you guys I've actually had hangovers that I've taken longer to recover (laughs) from and it's absolutely incredible and I have yeah yeah, I have nothing but admiration for her both on and off the pitch I think it's fair to say you know she's She's had spells at, at Leon, at Wolfsburg. She actually scored for Leon against Wolfsburg in the final of the Champions League in twenty twenty. But she's also the only Icelandic sportswoman to have been voted sports personality of the year in Iceland.
0: Tremendous.
1: Two years see, th- as well. Twenty years. This is why Abby
0: gets these gigs, you see, because she <laughs> yeah. does the research.
1: Absolutely. But you know, she what she offers on the pitch, I'm very excited by her. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I do think they've had issues in the build-up to this tournament that could probably rival France, to be fair, because, of course, their coach who achieved qualification with them, for those who maybe don't know, had to resign. And why? For using inappropriate language towards some of the players after a few too many beverages following that decisive win in qualifying. Okay. So, you know, it's they it, they come into this not without their issues, mm. but I do think that you know that will I think that will be a very very good game I think you know whilst it's not one on paper that you look at as a standout fixture I think it will be very very interesting and I think we'll see a lot of tactics in that game that that make it very exciting
2: and for her to for Sarah to come back from that that pregnancy I mean her story I think is fantastic but for her teammates around her watching what she's done she has played football like like you say she's played club football at such a high level she's then gone on done that been almost a spokesperson for women's rights within this game she is such a I would use the word trailblazer for yeah. not just her country but for women's football globally and that must give her teammates such a push they must think yeah you know what we are going to do this and we are led by one of the best and I just think what she's done for for Iceland but also for for the sport as a whole is just remarkable and and she brings with her not just the talent on the pitch but the talent and and the courage and the confidence off it so that must give Iceland just that extra kick to to go on and really want to do something here.
0: Well, lovely, uplifting way to end the show. I'm inspired now. I feel like I should go and uh, play for Iceland on Sunday, but I think I might get noticed. I think for many, many reasons, I think I'd be banned. Uh, That's uh, all we have time for on this edition of Women's Euros Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Every single game of Euro 2022 will be previewed on our website, betting.betfair.com, and keep an eye out for future shows from Abby, from Eleanor, and from AIDS, goodbye, Finnick.